Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe podcast. This week looks a little different as we kind of split up the weekly bugle into other news and now let's talk WandaVision. We knew that this episode needed its own podcast recording, right? There was a lot that went on. We have a lot to talk about going into the final episode this coming Friday. And yeah, it just, it it needed its own dedicated podcast. So here we are. And it could have been called I Told You So Part Two because part six, I Told You eight. So Part Two. <laughs> yes, Part Eight. <laughs> but regardless of the we knew it moments previously on took us on an emotional ride that more than once I found myself with tears in my eyes. So if you're new here and you haven't already, we would love it if you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach out to other people and the more the geekier, right? You can also find us on Facebook at Geek Girls Universe. You don't have to be a girl to join us, only a geek. Well, I don't know if we're emotionally ready, but we're ready. We're going to talk about it. WandaVision episode eight. Yeah, barely ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. So I guess we start with our breakdown like we do every time. And Ashley, I know you already did one on your website. Because that's your thing, and you do a great job. So we're going to let you do the breakdown. I will try to, you know, minimize my, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blahs in between. (laughs) But, you know, I'll have a few because I just get so excited. But um, Feel free. We love our tangents on this show, don't we? (laughs) Yes. I mean, but, you know, they're always related. It's not like a complete tangent. True, true. It's a tangent adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah All right. let's uh take it away with let's our do it. Uh, crazy episode eight all right so we start with a flashback to agatha's backstory salem massachusetts 1693 the infamous salem witch trials are going on at that time and it looks like agatha's about to be tried as a witch however it's not angry townspeople that have her it's her own coven They are disappointed in her and are punishing her for obtaining knowledge above her age and station. And it's her mother that attempts to deliver the killing blow. However, Agatha has become too powerful for them. Likely that power is tied to the book that we saw last week, which we both assume is the Darkhold. And her power ends up sucking the life out of all the witches present, including her mother. And her mother is wearing the brooch that we have seen Agatha wear many times. So. And I thought it was was interesting (laughs) that when. Well, yeah. And it was interesting because when she sucked the life out of them, they were all like desiccated and dead. Which. Yes. I think indicates that they are old. Right. Like centuries old. Not like, oh, I'm 40. (laughs) But like hundreds of years old. Which fits with, I mean, if that was 16, whatever, and we're in 2020 and Agatha's still looking like she's, you know, 40. Mm-hmm. Kind of yes. fits. So it's I very that like, was... 
Mother Gothel. Uh huh. <laughs> Mother Gothel entangled. A witch. Well, back in the basement, Wanda naturally is pissed. So she starts to light up her powers, and Agatha just laughs. Like, oh, my head's off limits to you, dear, and it always has been. And, you know, she mocks Wanda for not having an accent, how the accent comes and goes. She has nullified Wanda's powers in the basement using simple, basic, charming hexes on the walls. Like, there's runes, stuff that any basic witch, which sounds hilarious to say, but any basic witch should know. You're such a basic witch. You, I know. So, Wanda... Why aren't you just a basic witch? Like, come on. So she confirms that Pietro or Fietro was brought to life using crystalline or crystalline possession because necromancy was a no-go. Her brother's body is in another country. So Agatha has her limits. Who was Pietro? I got a thought on that. We can talk about it in a minute. However, Wanda can't do anything about it. And Agatha's like, dude, okay, look, like I've seen what you can do. You're obviously a witch, hint, hint. However, you can't, you don't know the simple stuff, like these basic runes. Like, what? How did you do this hex thing then? You know, you're controlling people miles away and you've got these intricate storylines going on. She's like, how? Again, Wanda's like, I don't know. I don't know what. And so she goes, well, it's time to go down memory lane. And we essentially get a rerun of Wanda's life, starting at that time, starting that night that her parents were killed by the bomb in Sokovia. And, whew, and all right. It's emotional from here on out, basically. Well, and Agatha does this much in the same way that Dr. Strange um, takes a look back at Thor's memories when he pulls the piece of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she pulls that's true. Her hair she did the hair. That. There's like a, I mean, I'm sure there's a name for the spell. But I thought that was an interesting callback, too, because, you know, it ties into the whole, like, you know, yes. obviously the magic, but very mm-hmm. clearly like a a Doctor Strange kind of tie-in, which we know this is leading into. Right. So this is where we get our explanation for why the sitcoms, going all the way back to episode one, where it all mm-hmm. began with the Dick Van Dyke show. And we learn that mm-hmm. Wanda and her family used to watch sitcoms at night together. And her favorite happened to be the Dick Van Dyke show. And they're sitting there on the floor. Her and her brother are on the floor while her parents are on the couch. And they're just, you know, enjoying their time together as a family, despite the carnage, essentially, that's happening outside. And the Stark industry bomb rocks the apartment, killing her parents. And it just sits there, waiting waiting to detonate. And we hear that same beeping from the Stark toaster commercial in episode one. So as we kind of said before, commercials definitely tie into her trauma. And that's that. The toaster is the bomb. Confirmed. Um, the bomb does not go off, as we know. Now, originally, this the explanation was it was a dud. That it was, def- it was a, you know, faulty. When I was watching, re-watching uh, Age of Ultron the other night, I said to my husband, I'm like, she stopped the bomb. She just didn't know she did. Much in the same way that when, honestly, that's right, the story of every X-Men child, right? When their powers become on online, mm-hmm. so to speak, they end up using them without knowing what they're doing, without meaning to. And it can happen in times of heightened stress. 
if we want to go the route of her father in the comics, Magneto, when he was a child and he was taken away from his mother at the concentration camp, he's reaching out to her. And that's when his power kicks in and it bends those metal gates because he can control metal. And so same thing here. She's reaching out towards this bomb. You see her hand go out and the bomb never goes off for two days. So Agatha's like, hmm, okay, so I see a baby witch stopping <laughs> yeah. a bomb. Which she obviously doesn't know. But she, they just think it's defective, but right. they hide there because what else are they going to do? They're kids. Exactly. Agatha's like, all right, but I need to know more. Like, come on, that's baby stuff. Like, what you're doing now <laughs> is like grade A primo witch stuff. Like, what? let's figure this out. What's happened in the uh, last 20 so- years? That's because something's up. <laughs> exactly. So then the door opens and we see the Hydra facility where her and her brother were experimented on by Strucker and his team. And we know eventually uh, it unlocked their powers. Wanda very clearly does not want to go there, but she's forced to because Agatha's like, ah, we're doing it, toots, because I got and your kids. She and she says as much. She's basically like, I'm not going there. Like she's mm-hmm. like, nope, not happening. Yep. I like how Agatha the whole time's like, well, you've already lived it. It's fine. Like, let's go. So very, very much like Pietro's like, your husband can't die twice. Exactly. So we know where Pietro oh, got awful. his charming personality from, right? Yes. Um, oh so yeah, we go into the Hydra facility where Wanda encounters Loki's scepter, which contains the mind stone. She enters the room. The stone itself, still encased inside the gem, floats out to her away from the staff. And it breaks apart when she touches it and we see the Mind Stone. And then we see this blinding yellow light, which we associate with the Mind Stone powers. And in that light, she sees herself, but she probably doesn't realize it's herself at this point. But it's the Scarlet Witch. Headdress, outfit, everything. A lot of people have lightened up this photo, have kind of texturized it. I believe it's our first glimpse at her new outfit that we're definitely going to see in the next episode. Um, And that the headdress most likely will be a tool to kind of help her control this magic of hers, her power. Um, Afterwards, she kind of collapsed. The Hydra scientists see nothing. The security footage shows she walks in the room and then she collapses. There's no light. There's no nothing, no indication that anything happened to her other than that she passed out. And then in heartbreaking scene number one for me, (laughs) we move on to the Avengers compound following Age of Ultron before Civil War, where her and Vision are having a conversation about her grief. He says, you know, what is grief if not love persevering? And I... It was so beautiful and it was just so emotional for me. Like, I mean, we've all lost people that we care about, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I was dumbstruck. It it made a lot of sense. I've never heard grief described that way. Um, whoever wrote that particular line, just, you know, thank you, honestly, for that. It was beautiful. And we start to see the beginning of their actual relationship here. And what we end up seeing in civil war when he's quote unquote distracted, which Tony asks him, you know, or says, I didn't think you could get distracted. This is where it starts because he is distracted by Wanda because he's becoming more human and less Android at this Mm -hmm. point. 
Um, but it was beautiful. And I mean, they layered some funny in with her trying to teach him why sitcoms are funny. Um, right. You know, which was cute. But like, I just. Oh my and gosh, the irony it was, that it was one that they modeled a previous episode. Right. Malcolm in the Middle. It was the Malcolm in the yeah. Middle episode. And it's a sitcom. They're supposed to be funny. People don't get hurt. Like that was a. Because it's. Yeah. Yeah. And that's clearly been her thing. Like she loves sitcoms because. You know, it reminds her of a happier time with her family when they're all alive. Um, and because they do have that silly humor and that even if something seems serious, it's not real. So in the end, it all works out. And I that's what she, you know, she clings to. She what she wants. And it's it's actually heartbreaking to think about why we've seen everything as a sitcom with her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyways. Agatha, again, is just like, all right, so what happens now? Vision's not here to help you. He's dead, and you want him back. And Wanda just seems very tired, and she goes, but you wanted him back, Wanda, so what did you do, Wanda? And Wanda goes, yeah, I wanted him back. So then we see what actually happened the day she went to S.W.O.R.D., and we have and called from the beginning yes, I was that like, Hayward this is was fake lying. News. <laughs> Yes, that Hayward was lying about how that all went down that day. And here's the truth. I was like, he is a lion sack of poo. (laughs) Yes. So he, she does go to S.W.O.R.D. She wants Vision's body back, not to reanimate him, not to do anything with it. She wants to bury him. She wants to lay him to rest. She wants to say goodbye. Give him that. He deserves that. And Hayward is like, well, I'm not going to let you walk out of here with $3 billion worth of vibranium to put in the ground. Such and I wanted sure. to punch him so hard. So I was like, oh. I was like, like, you oh. turd. Well, everybody has the ability to bring their loved one back to life. I mean, online. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you are. You literally he just was- gave her the idea. Yeah, he was definitely goading her this uh-huh. whole time. And she straight up says, I can't do that. And she's like, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is to lay him to rest. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, let me show you something. Knowing it would enrage her, because how could it not? She sees Vision, right. his body in pieces. I mean, it's going to upset you no matter who you are or what your powers are, right? Um, so she did break the glass and she did float herself down into that uh, that room. That from the footage was real, but her being angry about it was not. She just was like, what is happening here? And Hayward's like, oh, no, let her see. And she, you know, does the thing with her hand glowing like she's trying to sense vision. And, and uh, she says, I can't feel you. And it's a crushing counterpart to vision saying, I just feel you. An infinity war and the fact that when he first awakens so to speak in the cradle she goes he's dreaming you know it's like that connection has that's, been severed completely that's when and I, it was like, crushing. I started crying i was like oh, oh, oh i was like i can't watch the rest of this it was so hard to watch she was so first of all give elizabeth olsen some awards please Oh my goodness. Yes. She was crushed and she leaves the building without the body because again, she's not trying to bring vision back to life. She wasn't stealing him or any of that other stuff. 
Just wants to give him a burial. So she leaves him behind. And she gets in the car. She glances at an envelope and she starts driving. And she drives to Westview, New Jersey, which is a very real town. Uh, we see several shots of characters from the show. Um, her, Mrs. Hart, the mailman, Phil, um, to name a few. Yeah. Did we see Norm? Was Norm in there? I, I missed him. I thought so. Maybe not. I didn't. I have to go back and watch. I didn't. I didn't see Norm, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but they were just doing their thing. Right. They were just like Mrs. Hart was drinking seating, tea. Delivering pizza. Yep. Yep. Phil was giving piano lessons, which is a fun callback to his, uh, that's yes. my grandmother's piano, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that paper was, what that envelope held was the property deed to a home her and Vision had bought. And I, this is when I lost it completely. She drove to the lot and she's standing in the middle of just the foundation holding the property deed that has to grow old in with a big heart on it from vision. Like he wrote on it and I was just broken for her. And it reminded me instantly of that scene in Avengers Endgame when she says, you took everything from me to Thanos Mm -hmm. because it at the time, yes, he had taken vision, but at this point now it's like rogue one to the scroll of a new hope. You know, right. we know now what that sacrifice was for those rebels. And now we know exactly yep. what he took from her. He took from her, her happy, her happily ever after her family, her future, literally her, the only thing she ever wanted, he took from her and it was crushing to see it. And she just broke down and I was broke down with her. You know, <laughs> the only difference mm-hmm. is I didn't have power explode from my like being now. Well, and it's like so, at that moment too, you, I mean, we knew this was never intentional, right? Like, right. you know, and Monica alludes to it earlier. She's like, there was never an intent to harm anybody. Like, that's why she's not the, not a terrorist, right? It was, there was right. no intent to harm anybody. There was no malicious intent. Like, it just, whatever happened, like, sure, it's happening, but it wasn't ever meant to harm anybody. And she just, her, you know, her grief just overtakes her and she can't control her powers and that's the outcome right so what we see is the creation of the hex and the town is instantly set into the 1950s that we see in episode one um and we also see how vision came back because again she left vision's body Mm -hmm. but out of her body out of her power vision is rebuilt and he's rebuilt so it's an interesting visual her power is red and visions once but once it crosses over like this arc it turns yellow as it rebuilds vision which is the mind stone color yeah uh it's it's interesting to see it explains why he can't leave the hex he's clearly tied to the hex magic and that's why his body broke down trying to leave it um And and everything in Side the hex, like the town, when it goes to like that 1950s look, all of the things in there, like there's the sign on the wall, like the big um, painted billboard, like it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, a reference to the snap, and it says snap on one side and it says Lagos on the other, and like everything is tied to her childhood and her memories, like everything in there is a reference to something in her life. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's, you know, she. She's recreated everything, so it's some kind of a memory. Yeah. 
Which, again, ties into the commercials being part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Agatha, then we cut to an actual set with Agatha sitting in the audience yes. chairs clapping. And I know you and I have both been on set visits. So for yes. me, I like I giggled because I was like, I've been on sets like that, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Sat exactly in the audience like. chairs. <laughs> and that's exactly what it looks yep. like. Um, so Agatha's just like slow clapping, like, yes, all right, Bravo. okay, <laughs> Bravo, now we know what happened and how you did this. And she mm-hmm. tells her as she's like holding her children hostage, you know, like that's not going to make Wanda mad, but she tells her, she's like, you're the stuff, you're not supposed to be real. You're supposed to be a legend, a myth. You're the Scarlet Witch to which, you know, L comic book fans like cheered um they finally said it out loud in the mcu before it's only ever been like assumed no one's ever said her name right right tony called her a witch but that was it um yes and it's and also that what she did was using chaos magic and that's another comic book like moment for us and Yes, by referring to her as a myth and a legend, it really makes the Scarlet Witch character like a godlike being, right? Like a legend, which in the comics, she's an Omega level mutant, which are godlike mutants. They're pretty tough to beat. So, yeah, that was a good payoff moment, despite our poor Tommy and Billy being like strung Mm, around the neck and dragged backwards. Dark magic. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, so that's where it kind of ends, right? And we're like, Whoo, we're like, we're processing, we're processing. And like, what, yeah. 30 seconds later, we get a post-credit scene worthy oh. of a Marvel movie. That was too. I mean, that was legit, like, full cinematic universe end scene credit right there. It, it sure was. So let's all stop and be thankful that we don't have to wait a year to see what it means. We only <laughs> have to wait seven days. So um, true. You know. So it's at least, you know, silver lining, right? So outside of the encampment, Hayward is informed that they are ready to launch. Now, we assume that was a strike on Westview itself. However, Mm -hmm. it was not. They are ready to bring Vision's body back online, which we told you so. Mm -hmm. I told you so. (laughs) I told you it's what he was doing. I told you he was trying to make a sentient weapon. That's Project Cataract. I said it was like Ultron. And so here we are. Using the drone that Wanda drug back out of the hex and threw at them, they put it in some sort of special machine that would draw the power of Wanda off the drone. And Hayward's like, we've tried everything to bring him back online and nothing has worked. Well, this worked, obviously, because Wanda's very powerful. And what we see is a parallel to Phil Coulson when he is cloned into what? Evil Coulson. Down to the hand gestures. And we get white. Yep. We get white vision and I guarantee you this reanimated vision will be more like his original purpose, which was Ultron. And I would not even be surprised if James Spader is whose voice comes out of his body next week or this week, which would be, I would be so down with that. Um, It would be crazy. I mean, that white vision is, I mean, is basically a spread right out of the West coast Avengers, right? Yes. A hundred percent. Here for that, too. <laughs> I mean, he's not evil-ish, really, in the comics. But I feel like in this, True. he's going to be evil. Mm-hmm. But he's still not the big bad. So we could talk about that, too. Uh, No. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it's just, it was a lot this week though. A lot. It was a lot. I mean, I think we had a few extra minutes, right? Like most of them have averaged around like mid thirties and this was what, 46, including the credits. And I think next week is projected to be right. 50, including the credits. Right. So I'm like, ooh, we get a whole four extra minutes, which feels like not a lot. But when you consider that a length of a movie is two hours, I mean, 50 is almost halfway there. That's And we've had over, what, how many hours of content at this point? I mean. Enough. We've what, had like more than a movie's worth. Four so. and a half. We're up to like two full movies, probably. Yeah. So. Like two long movies. Yeah. It's, uh, it's we've got some space to work in. It just doesn't feel like a lot. When you get them in chunks. Right. But like, that's why, was... yeah, I got to do a rewatch. Put it all it's together. True. Yes, we do. So, so, all right. All right. Let's, let's talk our predictions for the finale. Let's get them in. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? Okay. So, I mean, the first thing is we know we're not going to get a full resolution of anything. Like we're going to get oh, a few pieces yeah. and then... It's just going to leave open a giant cliffhanger that's going to lead into Doctor Strange 2. Like, that's, I mean, clearly anybody who's looking for a full resolution is just not going to be happy. End of story. I suspect that, like, we're, I think we're going to get Wanda in her kind of full powers, full suit. We'll get a cameo of some sort. I suspect it'll be Doctor Strange, and it'll be like two seconds. We'll get some kind of a, I'm not going to call it a resolution, but we'll see some kind of a fight argument, whatever, between the two visions. My guess is to protect Wanda and the boys versus Vision and Hayward. Um, but I don't know as though that's going to come to a complete resolution other than something will get started. But in 50 minutes, maybe I need to see Darcy and Wu and Monica again. We saw none of them last week. But in my head, I'm sitting here going, 15 minutes, is that enough to get even any, like, wrap up all of those to still even kind of leave a big cliffhanger? Like, are we going to... Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. It feels like it's not. I was like, it feels like it's not, but I feel like if anybody can do it, it's Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I feel like the whole, like, Wanda thing coming into her like powers and getting her suits going to be like at the very, very end, like a Dr. Strange and Wanda, like, I don't know, end credit thing. Maybe we still don't know who the big bad is and we may not, but I think they'll hint at something. Um, And maybe that'll happen. Like literally in the end credit, it'll be like, Oh, Senor Scratchy is dun dun dun. And then it's, you know, (laughs) Dr. Strange walks in with, you know, Wanda's headpiece and is like, let's go, like, you know, whatever to, you know, save the universe. But I I don't know. There's so many pieces that need to be wrapped up. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know we joked about Wu punching Hayward. Uh, Yeah, that's one of my theories. Like, I really want that to happen. (laughs) I don't disagree. Like, I, I do feel like he might be too nice for that. But at the same time, he deserves I mean, it so we saw, hard. We saw him kick some butt, though. So he did. Who's not did. above punching somebody? I don't think no, he's he'll not. kill him, but he'll definitely punch him in the face. Yep. And the last time we saw Monica, she was with Faux Pietro. 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 <laughs> Snooper's gonna snoop. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to see that Fiatro is actually Franklin, the beekeeper. I was wondering about that. Now, according to IMDb, they're not the same person, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Like, he could right. have been like, you know, we've changed him into whatever. Because um, she used a possession spell. Mm-hmm. So she could have possessed and made him look a certain way. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. and she had to get him from somewhere. I mean, I guess she could have created him, but that's not her gig. That's Wanda's. <laughs> no, because she said he was my ears, my eyes and ears. So it's not like she said he was my brain or that he was a puppet. Right. Essentially, he was doing her dirty work, but he is a separate entity. It's not just right. like a, a extension of her. So that's what yeah, makes that's me believe that it's Franklin that she just kind of transformed to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Just saying. Nice observation. I mean, you know, I try. (laughs) Yep. So I'm with you. I think we're going to see Wanda's new suit complete with the headdress that I'm guessing helps control her powers Mm -hmm. as she kind of learns to navigate these chaos, this chaos magic, which she will learn to navigate with the help of Doctor Strange and the other sorcerers. Uh, he might even be the one that gives her the headdress. I 100% think he's showing up. If not in the show proper, he'll definitely be a post-credit scene. Yeah. Um, like, I kind of wonder if it's a po- Like, it feels like it could be a post-credit scene. Right. Because there's a lot that has to go on in the show. I don't know if him popping up in the middle of the show will make sense. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I think, too. Like, it just feels like it'd be too much for him to be like, oh, by the way, hey. And then you have to explain, oh, who's this guy? Like, I don't know. It feels just, it just like, feels like too much. I feel like the aftermath of the battle that's got to happen this coming episode, that's when he'll show up. We'll see mm-hmm. her kind of by herself because I don't think other people are going to be around anymore. Um, and yeah. he'll show up to kind of talk to her and be mm-hmm. like, listen, let me <laughs> help she's you. she's about to mutilate the world. Yes. Right. Essentially. Crack mm-hmm. open the planet. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that Vision, our Vision, I should say Hex Vision, I don't know. I'm just going to say our Vision. Our Vision is going to, along with, I'm assuming Darcy's help, completely annihilate White Vision to the point where there's nothing left to reanimate of that Vision. Mm -hmm. Because clearly he would be a problem if he's a sentient weapon, if he's got Ultron's personality. He is definitely a threat. But because they've gone down that route before with Ultron and they have plans for other big bads like Kang the Conqueror, I don't see them sticking or sticking with the White Vision in that way. Um, and then as we know, if Vision's tied to the Hex, if the Hex comes down, I right. think he's going to disappear right. as well. Not to say that Shuri couldn't bring him back later with, uh, right. you know, the part of him that she got into the it's databases in yeah. Wakanda. Absolutely. So, but I don't think he's making it out of this series. And we, if we see him again, it'll it'll be a while. Uh, I, I agree. It, if we see him again, it'll be a different reincarnation. And I right. don't think we're going to see the boys make it out of here. No, I the kids are going to somehow be taken. Maybe not killed because that's a little much for the or MCU. I think. Up and then be eliminated. But even then, I think it would be hard for people to accept. Um, it's a very weird storyline and I get that. I do see them kind of being trapped maybe by Mephesto or whomever the actual big bad is. And then Wanda will learn how to get them back based on how strange helps her. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I think we're going to get the Mephesto reveal 
or whoever the big bad is. Right. And as we kind of talked this morning on Marvel Monday, so one of the rumors that has been floated is that Al Pacino would appear in the show. I would Al Pacino has played the devil before in one of my favorite twisted films, The Devil's Advocate. And although I don't think he could play Mephesto long term if they're keeping him around, he I could definitely see him as we kind of talked about Mother Gothel, right? He's old. He's the old Mephesto, senior scratchy. <laughs> and he uses the boy's youth and spirits to kind of rejuvenate himself yes. to become young again. But before he becomes young, it would be Pacino. Like, could you just imagine? He wouldn't even have to say anything. He would just have it to sit there smirking. Be the most... The- Epic, epic use of Al Pacino in the MCU, I could even imagine. Yes, I would cheer. I would cheer. I I would stand up and I would lose my mind if he's the devil himself. Like, kidding me. So anyways, I think we're going to get the big bad reveal. I think it's tied to that book that's in her basement and how Agatha's being controlled. I also think Agatha will get her redemption arc this episode and kind of be freed from that possession. I hope so. Yes. Because I really love her. Like, oh, Catherine Hahn nailing it. And with the best theme song, come on, we need her to stick around. Dude, it is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, yes, I think there's, I want Wu to punch Hayward. That's been my thing. Because I feel like Hayward's got to be dealt with, but everybody else is going to be super busy. So Wu doesn't have s- superpowers that we know of, but he can punch Hayward in the face. I'm just saying. Somebody's got to punch him in the face, and I want to do it. He's going to be the sassy best friend <laughs> while Monica and Darcy are saving the world. I mean, that's just what he's going to do. And Hayward's going to try to stop him, and Wu's going to be like, bam, sit down. Yeah. But he'll say it like super nice, like, gosh, you make me so angry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally going to be like that, too, because he wouldn't I, say anything nasty. Exactly. But then Darcy's going to hear about it. She's going to be like, dude, I'm so proud of you. That he's guy was such like, a beat. speaking. Yeah, he's going to be like, I don't like to sp- speak ill of people, but you are such a deep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Darcy was right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I think Monica is going to be wiping up the sidewalk with Fietro. And I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of her powers. I think we're going to get teased a little bit so that when we see her in Captain Marvel will be her big reveal. Right. Is what I'm thinking. Anyway. And I also think Loki's going to show up. Or at least we're going to get a solid Loki tie-in. Possibly, again, post-credit. I could see more than one post-credit scene this week. Yes, I could too. With that final shot saying, Wanda will return in Spider-Man No Way Home. And that is my predictions for episode nine, which I'm sure will be titled To Be Continued. Oh my gosh. It's going to be something else that's toying with our minds. Yes, because, I mean, clearly it's not wrapping anything up real. Like, we're going to get tiny little resolutions. It's not. We're not getting resolutions. We're getting a massive lead-in to Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3, and Loki is what we're getting. (laughs) But thankfully, at least Loki's coming out in June. And like we said on the other uh, episode, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is this month, so... We'll have some balm for our our Marvel woes. <laughs> what did you guys think of episode eight? What are your theories? Tweet with us, hashtag Marvel Mondays. Uh, you can find us on Facebook again, Geek Girls Universe. We're constantly talking and we're on Discord as well. So if you're looking for that link, I'll drop that in the in the notes for the show. But love to hear your theories. This is the last, you know, last couple of days. Get them in, right? 
and then we'll see who gets the most bragging rights by the end of this. <laughs> bragging rights for sure. I mean, I'm aiming for several bragging rights. So I'm, I mean, I suspect <laughs> you're going to get them for sure. I mean, that's just hands down. I mean, so, I mean, I've got, I'm kind of a, kind of on point lately. But anyways, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we share and break down that final episode of WandaVision, what it means for the MCU, how we think it's tying in, and, you know, again, more theories because that's what Marvel likes to do to us, right? And as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.